it's early Saturday morning for us. <laughs> I guess it's not early for the real world, but I put on a shirt just for Sheldon. I am so excited to talk about the challenge. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge. Everything I just said was true. I, uh, I like to watch the challenge shirtless some days, especially when I've just woken up. Sheldon, you are giving me the weirdest looks. We've known each other long enough that you should know that I say weird shit all the time. But all of it's true. I'm not much of a kidder. Um, also true. This is episode 255 of the You Killed It podcast. Classic We're talking Sheldon about Alexander ignoring me. The Challenge USA, <laughs> season two, episode eight. Shouts to the people liking, following, and subscribing wherever you get your podcast. I got to tell you right off the hop, Shelly, I really liked this episode. Now, I will say, in general, I think we've been clear. You and I prefer the MTV version of the challenge, the grown-up version of the challenge. Correct. And watching this episode, what really like was emphasized for me is the Challenge USA CBS Challenge. Mm-hmm. the focus is on the competitions, which is sometimes good, sometimes bad. It was good today and this episode because the competitions were really interesting. Yes. And, and other episodes where they have not been so good, mm-hmm. it hurts the product. Yeah, I think this was a really good competition. Like both the uh, competition and elimination were both incredible. Um, but I also think that it was a a nice look back at the regular challenge, just because we saw the the people who were putting in the work, we'll say, in the daily challenge, and then seeing the maneuvers behind the scenes, all the strings being pulled by the regular challenge people. But but. I will say so because it also means things like bananas reaching out to Michaela and trying to work together with her. He has a foresight. That's something that the challengers will know they need to do at a certain point. You always got to be three steps ahead for the the rest of the house and kind of have a plan for, okay, well, if this happens, cool. If I keep winning, cool. But what happens if the other strong people win? I kind of want to be there as well. So bananas goes to Michaela, makes a deal. And this is my line of the episode where Mikhail's trying to figure it out. And banana says, listen, I might have a reputation, but I stab people in the chest, not in the back. And I thought that was very telling and very much a Johnny bananas classic challenge line. So again, we don't talk about this before we record, but the themes are the same, right? The themes are right there as you're trying to really see how this game will play out with the rest of the house. Yeah. And what I liked about this scene was it was interesting seeing Michaela's attitude because as we'd been talking about previously, she was maybe the most outspoken anti-challenge person. And here she is sitting down with Mr. Challenge, Johnny Bananas, and coming to an understanding. And what I found interesting was that in confessional, she said, yeah, I wanted to work with Wes, but I feel like he wouldn't have made me a priority. Which brings me to a listener comment from longtime listener, first time commenter, Shannon Planer. I hope I said your last name correctly, Shannon. 
She says, first of all, she led off by saying, love the podcast and am so glad you are doing this season. I look forward to your shows as much as I do the actual show, which is so nice. Thank you very much, Shannon. But then she went on to explain a little bit about Michaela because I don't watch Survivor. You don't really watch Survivor. Like we're more likely to watch Big Brother if we're going to watch one of these other shows. And she has a little bit, uh, Shannon has some insight into what Michaela is about. She says about Michaela being rude to Wes, I think that's just who she is. I imagine she is one of those people who says, I'm just being honest as an excuse to be rude or a dick. <laughs> when she was on Survivor, there was a woman with an artificial leg. They were not in the same alliance, but the team had won a reward, and the two of them were carrying the box back together. When they got to camp, they dropped it and started kind of wrestling each other to find the clue that everyone knew would be in the box. In her confessional, she said something about knocking her fake leg off. Just unnecessary. You can be competitive uh, at these uh, and play these games uh, like these without being an asshole. But she just is. I really disliked her on Survivor. I'm finding her less objectionable now. And I do think she can make some good TV. But I think she's just kind of rude in general. And she clearly doesn't care because she doesn't seem to have changed a whole lot. That's some really helpful insight, Shannon, which I appreciate because like I, I find Survivor is definitely one of my blind spots when it comes to reality TV. It's just like I watched the first season, like the, the original season with, uh, what was that guy's name? Richard Hatch. Mm-hmm. And then like, I don't know, I just, I could never get back into it. And like, I, like, I want to be clear. I'm not saying it's a bad show, just like for whatever reason it doesn't appeal to me i know lots of people love survivor they ride or die with survivor it obviously pulls huge numbers i think it's probably a great show it just it doesn't land with me for whatever reason so always appreciate anyone's insight into the workings of that show because i know i need it i'm not going to speak for you shelly no, I totally get it. And I, I think that um, the help that we get from time to time from other people who watch the shows and have a better understanding of the characters, I mean, that's what we're here for, right? We're here to share the information, to gain better understanding and love the show even more. Yeah. Um, in terms of this actual daily challenge, what did you make of this daily challenge? Because I thought it was pretty cool. It was kind of complicated in the sense that you – I want to know how they pick the teams first off, like the heat. Yeah. But the four four people in a heat, you have to swim out to a buoy. You swim down deep into the waters to find a puzzle, which you then have to guess what the clues are. And the clues are going to give you a theme. You swim back up. You open your, you put the code into uh, your lockbox. Um, you get a, you get a flashlight. Then you swim into a cove. There's a bigger puzzle that's going to give you another theme. Then you swim back and then you open your box and you win. Lots going on. But then added to the fact they established early that it's super deep. It's super cold (laughs) and you can't really see all of these factors playing in to make it even more difficult. Yeah, it was um, it was interesting as TJ explained it or tried to explain it. I was like, geez, are we going to have to give the Challenge USA producers the doing too much award? Like, this seems super complicated. 
But then when they actually did it, I'm like, oh, this is straightforward. Like mm -hmm. you swim, you just figure out these puzzles. And then like, that's the, the answer key to your, uh, your locks. And what I liked about it, there was two interesting things I found. The first interesting thing was how people are still seemingly a bit in team mode mm -hmm. because like every successive heat that went, every heat sort of said like, oh yeah, we'll work together. And then like some did, some didn't, it's mixed results. Um, but it was funny to me, like, it's an individual competition. People are like, well, we're, we're on this one together. Like, no, you're not. That's your direct competition. There's two men and two women. Only one man and one woman overall can win. You got to beat your, the people in your heat as well as the people in the other heats. Yeah. Um, the other thing I found interesting, though, was, man, the challenge difference. Yeah. You know, we talk about how the level of difficulty on the challenge is so much higher compared to Big Brother and Survivor. This isn't like having to carry an egg on a spoon along a slippery pathway like in the Big Brother house. This is way harder. Yeah. And also, we talk about this all the time, I don't want to say there's hacks or cheat codes, but the longtime challenge competitors know that there's way to ways to cut corners, ways to break the game, right? And like we saw, especially with Wes and Tori and Johnny, where they're all basically like, oh, I saw one word, that's enough. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna go start guessing. Yeah. That's all I need. I know it's a four letter word, let's go. Like, let's get out there. And that's how all three of them, they weren't, and also Josh, they were all like way up there and did way better than everyone else just because they weren't trying to look and find every single word. They're just like, how can I get this done as fast as possible? What yeah. did you think of how the challenge vets handled this? I thought it was really cool because the other big key was that you weren't allowed to watch the other heats go. So I thought that was a huge and a really good wrinkle as well, because now it's left up to the four of you as a team to figure out, okay, well, what's our strategy here? And I thought the first group was the most interesting just because, you know, uh, Tyler leaves to, to just guess, and then the other two end up copying him, right? And I thought that was just like a terrible thing to do. And obviously that didn't work out for them, but then Cassidy doesn't have the experience enough to actually fully take advantage of the other team members messing up. I thought that was hilarious, right? Bananas giving his crew a clue because he knows he's a better swimmer and he was probably going to beat them anyways, but him giving them the clue of pause, but them thinking it was pause as in P-A-U-S-E, not P-A-W-S, that to me was hilarious. And at first I was like, wait, how did they mess that up? But obviously, like, we're seeing the word. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Do like, that's think, why it would be so obvious to us. Do you think Johnny Bananas gave them a purposely like no dense words or do you think he just got lucky there i think he just got lucky there because if he was smart enough to think of that he's the guy that would have played that up for the cameras That's and true. like yeah. hyped it up even more and look how smart i am i tricked them uh because it was um, perfect it was the perfect thing to say exactly yeah because
think that when we think of Michelle, Tori, and Sebastian, like that whole crew when they went, yeah, and Wes, Wes, I love the fact that Wes is like, yeah, yeah, we're all gonna work together, and then just leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's right. Like that's yeah. that's my point. Like it's you have to beat the people in your heat right mm -hmm. yep. and even then he left before tory but tory beat him yeah. and it's fine because he's actually in an alliance but like it's like he's right like what matters is your alliance outside the competition not the one inside of it like it, he was just being real um what about the decision to let josh win i was just like why are they letting josh you know what you let him win so that he feels good <laughs> you know like that's mm -hmm. that's about playing the person not the game you know what i mean yeah no i get it i get it at the end of the day though tori ends up winning by six minutes which is a crazy amount of time uh bananas beats josh by about a minute and uh yeah by by about two minutes actually and then um yeah bananas and tori who are the winners and that sets the stage for again this is a very old school challenge type theme for this episode because again they now decide we're gonna go to a bunch of the strong women in the house mm -hmm. they go to desi michaela and chanel and they essentially make a deal with them hey we're not gonna say your names and you guys don't say ours if you guys end up winning what do you think of this collaboration here by the this group I mean, it's it's going to be short-lived, and I, I think it's really sort of a, a classic uh, sort of you see the naivete of non-challenge vets. Okay. Like, you, like those, those uh, three women that they approached, do they really think that Tori's not going to stick the knife in them when she, when she gets the chance? <laughs> the person that Tori really will, is going to want to keep is Alyssa S. And uh, what's the other? Uh, the Cassidy. Cassidy. She wants to keep Cassidy. She wants to keep Alyssa. Right? Like, And like mm -hmm. Tori got into this in confessional where she's like, I've been to the final five times. I've won once. I know that what you really want is you want strong people on your side until the very end. And then you get rid of as many of them as you can so that you don't have to go against them. Yeah. And we see it also a little bit later on when Johnny Bananas is explained to Chanel, like, yeah, no, we want Alyssa around because she's a layup. <laughs> like, because you can all take her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. like, you know, I, I, I think of as much as I dislike Michaela's personality, I think Michaela is quite smart. Um, mm -hmm. And... I think Desi's quite smart too, and I think I think they'll figure out figure this out. But I also think it's probably going to be too late by the time they figure it out. Like I yeah. think uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be trusting Johnny Bananas. <laughs> Just like the thing about Johnny is he is loyal, as he said. He said it himself. He doesn't stab people in the back. He stabs them in the front. Mm -hmm. He is going to be more loyal to Tori than he is to them. Of course, and he's going to be and more loyal to Wes than he is to them. Of course. And, you know, you see the same thing kind of playing out on the guy's side as well, where, hey, we're going to throw in Tyler. And they knew the plan all along was to throw in Tyler and Monty. And as Bananas says, you know, he kind of knew what was going to happen. 
but the way that he explained it, another great line from Bananas, he says he's going to throw in Tyler. Tyler's going to try to save Alyssa because, quote, nice guys finish last in the challenge. <laughs> and I just every thought time. every time. And I just thought it was so funny to have Bananas say that. And then you see how things play out where as soon as it's Tyler and Alyssa, Tyler goes on this campaign to make it a men's elimination to save Alyssa. And it's like, I get it. You just met her last week though, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Did she say later on that she loves him? Did I catch that? Yeah. Is it like a casual, like, Oh, I love that guy. He's a great, he's great. Mm Hmm. Yeah. I, um, like poor sweet Tyler. And like, I, it's interesting. So I had seen Tyler, on not his first season with Fessel, but on the all-star season he was on mm-hmm. of Big Brother. And, you know, this is classic Tyler. He's yeah. pretty emotional. He's a little naive. Mm-hmm. You know, he sometimes gets the hard eyes for, uh, for uh, someone in the house and it clouds yeah. his judgment. Like in... In Big Brother All Stars, like he came right to the edge of quitting the show, mm-hmm. just because like he missed. I think as he missed his girlfriend. Like this is this is very much him. Uh, yeah. And like you know what? I bet Tyler is a super nice guy in real life. Like I bet he's like good company, has interesting things going on. But like you need a bit more of an edge, my friend. And you know maybe maybe he and Alyssa are the real deal. But, like, I have it in my notes. This is noble, but stupid. Like, this is not a good idea, right? Like, you should be campaigning to get in a layup. Like, his campaign was just, like, make it a men's elimination, Mm -hmm. not put in Sebastian. Yeah. Which, like, is a plan that Alyssa comes up with and, like, a little effective. Like, they got some votes on Sebastian, but not effective enough to protect Tyler. No. And I mean, I thought it was pretty funny too. Just the whole, everyone goes to the club, Tori and Sebastian stay back. And I feel like the challenge. And I can't lie to you in this instance, I'm glad that it wasn't a bigger and longer scene. Cause I didn't really need to see more of Sebastian and Tori, but uh, I thought that was super lame. We're going to stay back and have a date on the confessional camera. Like what? I don't even understand the point of that. Or sorry, I take that back. I completely understand the point of that because <laughs> they know having a date on a confessional camera will make the show. And as Tori normally does, she's trying to just be on the show by making mm-hmm. up uh house romance. Yeah. Uh wow. Shots fired at our girl Tori. Hold on, show me the lie. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just, I, I didn't expect you to be so brave and honest. Um, I, this is also one of my criticisms of the Challenge USA. I already came at it from one angle where it's more competition centric. I forgot that Tori and Sebastian were a thing. Like the extra 30 minutes of television when it's on MTV, that's where we get the juice, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's where we get to see. We would get to see the date back at the house when everyone else is at the club would be a five-minute scene. At the club, we'd get to see some dancing. You know, we'd have to have 
our foreign correspondent, Adi Pinsoff, tell us what songs they were dancing to. Mm-hmm. We're missing out on all that, right? Yeah. Instead, the club and the date, in total, that was like, what, two minutes of the show? Yeah. Yeah, really, nothing nothing really happened. And uh, basically, we they build up the theme that maybe it could be Sebastian, but then when the votes come down, uh, it ends up being six votes for Sebastian, one vote for Cassidy, made by Wes. And then Monty with seven votes um, ends up in the hopper. And of course we know it ends up being Tyler versus Monty. And that's where I was like, wait, did Alyssa say she loves Tyler? Okay, cool. Whatever. Um, But let's leave. Let's for sure. Make sure that we leave enough time while I can't talk this morning that we leave enough time to talk about this elimination. Because it was cool a good one. Too cool for spool. This was a great <laughs> elimination. So good. And like, I, I I know I've just spent this episode of You Killed It praising the challenge MTV version. Mm-hmm. I would like to see, this is very much like a PG one. Like no one's getting hurt doing Too Cool for Spool. Mm-hmm. But man, show me this one more often. Like yeah. this was a, a great and intriguing elimination what they have to do is they have to stack a pyramid of balls on top of a spool which sounds easy except they are attached to the spool so when they move the spool winds or unwinds depending on which direction they're going so they have to go slow and the spool's pretty heavy and like at the spring or whatever they're using to like maintain the tension seemed really strong like early on tyler got like thrown into it twice like he got yanked into it just by the strength of that spring and sheldon they're at this for three hours that's the part that got me i was like after when it was a half hour and they were almost done i thought okay that's a pretty long time to be doing this and then obviously it falls because there's multiple times where each of them are so close right at the end and then their pyramid falls apart and for me to look at it at a half hour and be like whoa that's a pretty long time then it got to an hour then it got to an hour and a half then it was two hours and it's like this is so crazy and the reason too what makes it so good is because we had no idea who was going to win until the very end right there's no telltale Mm -hmm. one way or the next because each of them were so damn close and that's a sign of a really good uh, elimination also a good sign of a good elimination mm-hmm. the bench reacts watching the rest of the contestants watch and have them like just lose it as soon as all of the pyramid balls fell apart that was incredible as well i just thought it was such a good overall elimination and you know you could tell tyler by like when he won you could see just everything pouring out of him and monty as much as he probably wanted to feel bad like, how can you feel bad? You know what I mean? Like, that's such a such a random, fluky elimination. That Not fluke. That's a wrong word. But, like, it could have went either way is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I did say, like, in my notes, I noted very early on, like, I think this might be skewed ever so slightly towards Tyler because he does, like, yoga and stuff. Like, his typical fitness routine seems to focus on – uh, conditioning and core strength and stuff, which this competition definitely needs. Although, I mean, Monty, at one point, he is maybe two feet away 
from smashing that buzzer. Yeah. And then it all falls apart. Like it's, it was so back and forth. It was so close. My line of the episode happens during this as okay. Desi and Wes do commentary and she's pretending to hold the microphone. And uh, Wes ends up saying, uh, you know, the key is not having too big a jerk, which I thought was just like a lovely little play on words. And just the whole, like, the Challenge USA needs more banter. And that was a nice little back and forth. I bet you Wes won some money on that because that's clearly one of those. I bet you we can get this past the CBS censors. Yeah. Right. Definitely what was going on there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great episode all around. And I just think, as you said it right off the top, a great elimination, a great daily challenge, and great work by the challengers. Yeah. But you just know it's going too smooth right now that something else has to flip on its head. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably. Probably. Like, it's not going to be this current format till the end. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Like, are you going to mm -hmm. tell me? Cause there's, I don't know how many episodes are left, but like, there's going to be probably eight people heading into the final two episodes mm -hmm. for men, for women. And then they'll have like one last, um, elimination, right. So that it's mm -hmm. three on three, uh, for the, for the finale. Yep. So they got a lot of people to get rid of, right? Like that's yeah. like five more episodes. I can't imagine we're going to see the same format for five more episodes. You know what I mean? I think as I look maybe it up there's now, a purge or double elimination coming, but I think there might only be ten episodes this season. As I look it up now, mm -hmm. I think there might only be ten. So this was episode eight. Um, would that make sense that there could only be two more episodes? Um, no, I think there's gotta be okay. 12 episodes. Cause if they'd be like already hyping the finale, right. And they're going to, for sure, if they, the premiere, they tried to describe as two episodes. Remember how they're like, oh yeah, they're like yeah. double long when we're like, this is just episodes one and two. Um, so they're going to do something like that. I will say, however, the fact that they're advertising for the next season of survivor mm -hmm. shows that we're getting closer. Uh, 12 episodes is what I'm seeing. Sorry. There you go. 12 episodes. Good so call, they got to get Good rid call. of a whole, thank you. They got to get rid of a whole lot of people over the next two episodes. Yeah. Um, just a great show so far. I have zero complaints. I'm more interested to see Chris, I think is someone who will have a big point going forward just because I think there's, he's at an interesting place where he can pick whatever side he's on. And also, <clears throat> The discussion of the old challengers, no, the old Big Brother people versus the new Big Brother people. This was the first episode that was brought up in terms of Corey, not Corey, Fessy and uh, and Josh. And like, wait, are they Big Brother or are they challenge? Right? Like, how is this the first time we're talking about this? But anyway, I mean, I'm sure they've they've spoke about it before, but again, the shorter episodes means we're getting less insight. You're right. You are totally right, my friend. Um, an important question for you, Shelvin Alexander. Who killed it this week? I mean, this is to me, this is super obvious. It's got to be Tyler. Tyler killed it. And the reason why Tyler killed it was because at the end of the day, um, he he drew he what's a what's the line I'm looking for? He drew the sword, stepped on the sword. 
No, he fell. He on sacrificed. The sword. He fell on the sword. Thank you, John. He fell you. on the sword for his lady in the house, and I feel like Tyler already had them swooning over him before, and coming out on top in a great elimination will only have Alyssa swooning over him even more. I want to know what um, his ex. What is her name? Uh, I want to say, what was her name? I can't remember, but I I'm sure she's at home remember. watching. Yeah. She's at home watching. I'm, I'm thinking of every name that's not hers. And that's what makes it even funnier. I'm like, Amanda, no, Alyssa, no, Andrea, no. What is her name? There's someone yelling at it right now, yelling at us right now while they're listening. But the point remains, the ladies love Tyler. And I think that nothing that happened in this episode did anything to change that. No. Right? Chivalry is not dead. <laughs> but it is foolish. I do. I know it all worked out for him. I mean, you know, we say for that. Now, working, we're talking and, about this episode. <laughs> and we say that it all worked out for him. But he also el eliminated his closest ally in, in Monty. Like, that's not an L. That's not a W. Sorry. True. True. Like, that's like... They were saying like, oh, this is pretty rough. There's only three members of the Big Brother Alliance left. Mm -hmm. Well, now there's only two. Yeah. <laughs> like, No, you're right. You're totally right. Uh, I will say I agree with you. I think Tyler killed it because, I mean, it was such a, an impressive elimination. Yeah. But like, I mean, he won the battle, but he's not going to win the war. You know what I'm saying? Angela is her name, and that's why I couldn't think about it. And it was right. funny because I was just going all the way around all the other A female names. There you go. You're you got it. That's what matters. That's what matters. Where can the hold, good people hold on? Hold on. Who was your MVP? I told you I agreed with you, oh. Tyler. Oh, okay. Because like, yeah. Who yeah, else yeah. could it be? I'm with you. Um, sorry. That's fine. Who, <laughs> where can the good people find you on social media? Oh man, you can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Shell Alexander on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander, and like and subscribe wherever you get the pod. We really appreciate y'all listening to the pod and getting to it and sending us in your comments and questions. Blesses with the like, blesses with the share, rate us, all that fun stuff. That's how you support this, the movement that is. You killed the podcast. Here's here's how I'm gonna streamline it. Are you ready? You can find me on social media at J Chidley Hill. You name the platform, even if that platform has recently changed its name to a stupid, edgy '90s name. J Chidley Hill. That's where I'm at. And until next episode, this was you killed it. You killed.